0: Welcome to Pop Culture on the Rocks.
1: Hello everybody and welcome back to Pop Culture on the Rocks. I'm really excited. It's a spooky, spooky time right now. <laughs> my, uh, my birthday is coming up. So always a fun time. And we are recording this episode. It'll actually come out the day before my birthday. So all of you guys can be celebrating with me. That would be excellent. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Be sure to follow us on social media or send us an email so you can give Anna some birthday wishes. Ah, that'd be great. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, email, like I said. All that's linked down below. So check it out. And speaking of your birthday, Anna does not know this, but I did Uh-oh. pull some some facts about oh. your birthday. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> this is this is a surprise. <laughs> October twenty sixth. I mean, it's kind of hard to celebrate via podcast or anything like that. So I was like, what can I do that's still relevant to this, you know, for anyone listening? So I pulled some random pop culture-y kind of facts. That's fun. I mean, you got to work with what we have. So (laughs) it's nothing groundbreaking, all right? (laughs) First, I look to see, okay, who are some famous people with your birthday yeah that's always fun to know then I had to be like all right now who will Anna be impressed with or care about so I had to <laughs> right down from there that's a different question exactly so I'm left with a couple people one being Keith Urban hmm. you know okay, okay. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and then <laughs> the other is Seth McFarlane so oh, I don't wow. know if you like him or not but I think he's a polarizing figure Exactly. So wow, very you
1: know. <laughs> two different
0: kinds of people, right there. <laughs> yes, quite different. Both very prominent during Oscar season. Keith true, was always there with Nicole.
1: There you go. I do love Nicole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, true.
0: <laughs> there you go. Okay, and then obviously we could find some things about what happened in history on your birthday that still also is pop (laughs) culture-y. So I have in 1980 on October 26th Pac-Man was released and I know you love Pac-Man. I do love Pac-Man. That's like my favorite arcade game. Yeah so that's really cool that y'all have the same birthday. Wow how about that? All right then Einstein the dog became the first time traveler. And Back to the Future.
1: Wow. I do mm-hmm. love time travel and dogs. Exactly. That's, that's pretty great. Which, fun fact, I've only seen the first Back to the Future movie, so I need to get on watching the second and third. So one of these days.
0: You've seen one more than I have, so. <laughs>
1: oh, okay. Maybe we can watch them together. I did really enjoy the first one, so I'm sure we would like it.
0: That's one of those I don't usually tell people I haven't seen it. So here's my public announcement, everyone. Same here. I'm just, you know, trying to be more
1: open. Exactly. But And yeah, maybe we can do a podcast about it. Because we are big Doctor Who fans, so Mm. we do appreciate the time travel aspect.
0: True, and I do love Michael J. Fox as well, so I I gotta see it. Yes, he's fantastic. Love him. Yeah, there's a ton of movies that I know I should have seen and everyone expects me to have seen that I haven't. So I feel like we need to get that. that Yeah, maybe
1: we need a series of like movies we should have seen or something yes. and we can watch them and
0: give a review. I think that's a great idea. Send in your suggestions. Also, in the year 2000 on your birthday, the Sony PlayStation 2 was released. Wow. Mhm. Pretty cool. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I had one of those. <laughs> there you go. Again, another yeah. game. Y'all had the same birthday. There you go. The number one song on your birthday was End of the Road by Boys to Men. <laughs> nice yeah i love it <laughs> yeah. and then this is kind of unrelated but it's a really funny thing to do so i just threw it in for good measure mm-hmm. if you don't know to do this you totally should google your birthday and florida man and you will get <laughs> many articles trust me no oh matter gosh. when your birthday is y'all know florida has has it all so it's true I found one that I thought was just kind of funny, um, and it was, on your birthday in 2018, a Florida man allegedly slapped a woman with a bowl of chili. (laughs) (laughs) How does that even work? I have no idea, um, you can Google it and find out, I don't know, um. Oh, that's yeah. hilarious. I, I think it was like an ex-boyfriend, girlfriend situation. I, I'm not really sure, so. What a waste of chili. Seriously. I love chili. I know. Yeah. Anyway, that is all I had, but I thought that would just be a little oh, fun thing to do. Yeah, that was sweet. Thank you. That was thoughtful. You are so welcome. <laughs> Everybody send your birthday love. Thanks. Well, what are you sipping on tonight? I am a drink repeater. I'm having the grapefruit beer that I had on our Twilight episode. I think I mentioned I bought a four pack, so I'm making my way through it. Also, on that episode, I said it was a German beer and I've come to understand that it is a an Austrian beer. So I apologize to both countries for getting that wrong. <laughs> I'm here to fact check myself. So yeah, it's the Steagall Radler Grapefruit Beer. I got it at Whole Foods.
1: Yeah, that's the grapefruit beer um, that I had at Salvage Station when we were on vacation in Asheville. So good stuff. I wanted to try something different since, you know, it's my last podcast until I turn one year older. So it's a a big moment. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure if I'm saying the brand correctly. So please correct me if I am wrong. It is a Bon & Vive. I think is how you say it. A spiked seltzer. And I have the black cherry rosemary flavor. It is very good. Highly recommend. Only 90 calories. No sugar. Love that. And yeah, it
0: has a nice flavor to it. Always love something that's not as uh, sinful. (laughs) I've never heard of that brand and that flavor sounds really unique. The rosemary is intriguing.
1: Yeah, it is unique. I wasn't really sure about how the rosemary would work, but it is good. I mean, it's not like very strong rosemary flavor, but it's nice. It's very refreshing. I think it was a good choice. Again, just found it here at the local Kroger, but Kroger seems to be doing pretty good with their brands, so I'll take it. Well, what have you been watching recently?
0: Well, over the weekend, I know this is something a lot of people are talking about. I watched the entire season of Emily in Paris on Netflix.
1: Oh, yeah. I have seen a lot about that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's 10 episodes. Definitely something I would recommend. I I feel like there are kind of mixed opinions about it, but I personally enjoyed it. So Darren Star created it and he created Sex and the City and Younger. I've only seen like random episodes of Sex and the City. I haven't gone back and watched it all. But Younger, I love not just because it has Hillary Duff, even though that's, a, <laughs> you know, a big... A big plus. Um, Right. But I really enjoy the premise and just the style of the show. And Emily in Paris has a similar style. It's it's really fun. And it made me want to get back in touch with the French I learned in college that I have lost a lot of. So... (laughs) Yeah, I really like Lily Collins. The cast I think is fun. Obviously, there are some beautiful French men. So, if you're into that, highly recommend. There you go. Yeah, it's a fun watch. Fantastic. Good to know. Yeah, I've seen
1: a lot of people talking about that show. Just like here and there, people are like really liking it. That I've seen. I haven't seen anyone who said they're just bored. But yeah, that's good to know. So. What I've been watching this week uh, is a little different. I have been watching my usual, you know, TV shows and all that jazz, but I just finished, finally, uh, on Audible, I finished The Cuckoo's Calling. It's J.K. Rowling, but it's her pen name. I think I'm saying it right. Robert Galbraith is the pen name. Uh, personally, I don't really understand pen names, especially for when people, it's like widely known that you're the author, but maybe that's stupid of me. I don't know. So yeah, I thought it was fine. Like, (laughs) I, I am a, a mystery novel fan, uh, Agatha Christie. It's hard to beat her. So, maybe I had high expectations because I do love Harry Potter, uh, but I haven't read any of J.K. Rowling's other novels that are not Harry Potter related, so I don't know. I had mixed opinions because, I don't know, I wasn't like super intrigued with the characters very much, and then the plot itself it was a little predictable to me. Like, sorry if I'm throwing shade and this is like your favorite book of all time. I apologize. But it was I, it had, it it had its moments. But I guess I I just like, I wasn't drawn in like I thought I would be. Like I thought I was going to be like completely consumed with this book. But it took me a lot longer to, to get through it. So I was really proud of myself for finishing it. Uh so I don't really know if I recommend it. (laughs) Uh so maybe if you've read it, let me know what you think and tell me if I'm wrong. Um, because maybe I just, you know, missed the point, which is very likely. Uh (laughs) and I know that this is like a series that she does with this um strike is like the detective. So I know that she has other novels. So maybe there's another one that's better. Let me know and um I'll give it a try. But I feel like that's, like, our first, like, kind of negative review, so shots fired. Sorry.
0: You know, we can't like it all, so (laughs) I'm sorry. And I will say that whenever she came out with that first book under that pen name, you know, where she didn't announce for a while that that was her. The Casual Vacancy, or? Yes, The Casual Vacancy. I don't remember that getting really good reviews either, so... Yeah, I had heard a lot of
1: negative reviews. So that's why I didn't even give it a try, which I probably should. But yeah, that kind of what makes me like, "Mm, I don't know if I should try it or not. Well, shifting gears from detective to world racer. (laughs) Do you have a reason for us to be on the amazing race? Callan.
0: There are a lot of things that Anna and I would do to get on the race or do to advance on the race. And this is one that we have talked about. And I think we agree that we would both get tattoos for the race. Most definitely. If you don't watch Amazing Race, there hasn't been one of these in a while, but there used to be a thing called fast forward where You could do this one challenge, and if you were the first team to complete it, then you got to skip all of the other challenges in that episode and go straight to the finish line. You know, guaranteed first place and safety. One time there was a challenge for the fast forward where you had to get a tattoo. And first of all, I like I said, I mean, I just said it. We would get whatever tattoo. That's fine. It's just going to be a funny memory and like not gonna regret that because it will be a an experience you know of a lifetime most definitely (laughs) but i would hope that it would be a little bit better or that i would get to pick because that tattoo it was just ff for fast forward (laughs) like Not even AR for Amazing Grace. Right. Not not a compass, a map, like the logo. Like it was just FF. No one would ever know what that means. Like, yeah, it's small. (laughs) I don't know, but we would get it.
1: It's true. We would. That's for sure. I mean, I feel like regardless I would probably want to get some type of tattoo just to commemorate that experience. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, if it's on, you know, the Amazing Race dime. All right, that's fine. That's true. I would be interested to get some sort of tattoo that symbolized, you know, a memory or something or a place we went, whatever. But I feel like that's like if I if I were an Olympian, I would be getting the Olympic tattoo like day one. Oh yeah, so absolutely, this would be our Olympics tattoo. (laughs) There you go. We've been training our whole
1: life for this.
0: Exactly. I mean, it's been (laughs) four years now of us auditioning.
1: And even longer of wanting to do it, but having to wait for age restrictions. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it really is Olympic level training.
1: You're right. That's pretty impressive. Maybe that should be our next thing is like, you know, we're basically Olympians. So. (laughs)
0: yes you know they have olympians on there now so it's like yeah we're we're, we're doing equal things right <laughs> the same
1: caliber for sure yeah <laughs> but i love it yes i would totally get a tattoo absolutely heck yeah even if it is ff i mean maybe we can get something else around it
0: friends forever i mean you can make it whatever you
1: want <laughs> yeah we could put a b in front of it <laughs>
0: Be very cool. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. BFF. <laughs> All right. Are we ready to get into our education connection session?
0: <laughs> yes. Get connected for free right here on Pop Culture on the Rocks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alright, well, I put it out on our social asking people what they thought we were going to talk about today and out of all those responses that we got, no one guessed it.
0: Even though there were hints.
1: There were explicit, not like bad, but like
0: <laughs> Yeah. I
1: put three gifts in the the story and no one still got it no no you know no judgment it's okay we love we love our followers and i love that people comment because that makes it so much more fun when people actually interact with the story everybody had really good responses so for today's educational segment i have to ask you a question about your childhood
0: Ooh, all right
1: what was like your favorite childhood toy growing up do you remember
0: Okay, I definitely had a few favorites, but I'm about to be really uh, basic and say my Barbies. I did love my Barbies because I had a ton of different ones. I had a Ken doll. I had a little VW bug that they drove around in. I had good plot lines going for them. So (laughs) yeah, I, I had a lot of favorites. But I was loyal to my Barbies for a long time.
1: Yeah, same here. I was loyal to my Barbie dolls. I loved Barbie dolls, remote control cars.
0: Mm.
1: I had so many remote control cars. (laughs) It's ridiculous. But what I wanted to talk about today, which is something that I also loved as a kid, is the beautiful, colorful, comes in many shapes and sizes, no matter the size, still painful to walk on. (laughs) Legos! Yes!
0: <laughs> I do love Legos man i I made little towns and
1: yes I I still love Legos. Like we still have all of my Legos and I have a Lego set in my living room that I love. So, well, the show that I wanted to talk about is called Lego Masters. Like these people are a different breed of Lego builders, if I can say so. Uh, But I did learn that it was actually a British show before it aired in America, but it aired this past February, 2020 on Fox. I heard it did well enough to get renewed but you know who kind of knows what recording things are going to be like so um hopefully they'll have a new season cuz i really enjoyed it and from my understanding it had pretty good reception the host and the executive producer is will arnett who is wonderful if you don't know who will arnett is he plays job on the Arrested Development, and he's also the voice of Lego Batman, which is, like, amazing. So there's him, who's the host, and then you have two judges, Amy and Jamie, and they both work for Lego, and they're, like, senior designers and, um basically lego masters themselves essentially so that was really cool because you can kind of like hear their input on a lot of like the designs throughout the season and like i don't know if i've mentioned this on the podcast but there is a documentary that i watched recently on like childhood toys and one of them was on lego and i believe it was jamie he was on the documentary oh very cool it's pretty cool Alright, anyway, back to Lego Masters. So, of course, you know, there are teams of two who know each other who um, are, like, really, really good at Lego building. And they have a few special guests throughout the show. Kind of like, you know, celebrities that come in and out. But... The person who wins the Lego Master title wins $100,000. Oh, wow. Pretty good uh, winning prize, I think. All right, so I'm not going to go through everybody in the cast, but I'll kind of go through the standouts, in my opinion, and the people who make it kind of far. So Mark and Boone are two friends who both have really big beards (laughs) they're very talented, they're very positive, have a fun connection together.
0: With a name like Boone, you've got to have a good beard.
1: That's true. I feel like you can't be clean shaven. Right. It's like even as a baby, you probably have a a beard. (laughs) And then Christy and Amy are two friends that I really enjoyed. They're really into cosplay and... They both work in, like, software design for, like, video games and computers and stuff. So they're, like, really geeky and had a really interesting... Imagination. Then you have Sam and Jessica who actually met on like, I think it was like a Lego like Facebook group or something. Oh, wow. So they really hadn't spent a lot of time together until the show. And they kind of had a bit of a rocky relationship throughout the show, just kind of like differences in style and stuff like that. And there's an iconic moment that's referenced, like, way too many times on the recaps where Sam is telling Jessica, I don't even think you know Lego. (laughs) (laughs) So, if that gives you a little, a little taste of uh, the drama I didn't know there
0: would be drama involved, so, okay.
1: You know, there's, there's always drama. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then the last two that I liked were Tyler and Amy who were a married couple, they were very creative and made a lot of like Legos with like motors in them. So like a lot of their pieces like moved, which I haven't really seen a lot of Lego like that. So that was really cool. And then last you have Christian and Aaron, who were like, like the beauty and the geek almost. Oh Yeah. (laughs) Because like, like if you just look at them, One of them is in like a suit and he's like an educator and then the other guy is like really buff and has like been working out and I think he's in the military. But they're really good friends and they really like to build Legos. So those were kind of the standouts for me. And at the beginning of the show, they have the opportunity for the winning team to win a golden brick is what it's called, which... If you watch Survivor, it is kind of like a hidden immunity idol, except everybody knows that you have it, so it's not really hidden. But basically, if you don't feel comfortable with the build that you have, you can play your golden brick before judging begins, and you're safe from elimination.
0: Oh, wow, nice.
1: And again, and like the idol, once it's used, then they'll have another competition, and the, the first place team gets the golden brick. So yeah, that was kind of a, a fun added, you know, element in there but the themes of the Legos were like so unique uh the first episode every team had to make a theme park if you know me and Callan we are Disney World people through and through we've gone to Disneyland together and hopefully we'll hit every theme park ever (laughs) (laughs) but that one was really fun um the theme park there's a, a space theme, movie genre. And then there is one episode that was really interesting. They had to build a bridge out of Lego, obviously. And so they're giving like six feet of like support and basically building their Lego around that and making their bridge aesthetically pleasing, but also making it functional. So whoever had the most weight that the bridge could hold would win. Before it broke, and then whoever had the least amount of weight would be in the running to be eliminated. Well, shocker, Mark and Boone, and Tyler and Amy, a little bit of a spoiler they're like really good. (laughs) Those two teams were like the front runners to me. And they both reached the max weight without their bridge didn't even break. Wow. And the max, the max weight was 1000 pounds. So half a ton on Lego, literally only Lego, which is just crazy. So that was really cool. That was a really interesting episode. Just because like, Like, those kinds of things are, like, just Legos I don't really see, like, that where it's, like, so strong, like, it's basically, like, concrete in a way. So, that episode was really cool. And then another one that was really funny, they had a storybook theme. So, they brought in children and they met with their team and the kids created a story and they had to create a Lego set based off of the kids' story. Oh,
0: wow. That could have gone anywhere.
1: (laughs) Exactly. It was like off the wall, but completely hilarious. Um, So that one was really unique and just like really funny to me. Of course, they have to do a Star Wars theme. Always. And then the finale, they have 24 hours, 24 hours. (laughs) It blows my mind. But anyway, all these episodes, they have like a ton of hours to make all this stuff. Like it takes them forever, I'm sure. But they have 24 hours to build any art sculpture. Like there's no, no kind of like you have to make it a certain way. So it was kind of just like free reign. Spoiler alert ahead if you don't want to know. So the finale comes and Tyler and Amy, the married couple, they actually win.
0: Aww, good for Which that. I was really
1: excited. They're really sweet and super talented they their build you'll have to look it up online you can just google like lego master like finale sculpture or whatever it's really really cool it's basically like almost like a town or like a city and on the bottom and then there's a giant dragon and like an eagle who were like fighting each other you know they again like I said they're good with like motorizing things so like there's some movement in their sculpture and stuff like that so it's really cool you'll have to give it a give it a look and actually part of their reward for winning was their art sculpture is displayed at Legoland in New York
0: Oh, awesome. Which is pretty
1: neat. Yeah, so that's pretty neat. It's kind of sad too because, you know, coronavirus has messed up a lot of things. But apparently that Legoland in New York was planned to open this summer. And obviously that hasn't happened. But I assume the art sculpture's still there. It was really fun. Tyler and Amy and Mark and Boone were like my two favorites. And Tyler and Amy announced that Amy is pregnant.
0: Aww.
1: So that was cute. A little Lego baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly um but yeah it was a really fun show super like family friendly very light hearted nothing too serious I mean the amount of drama that was on it wasn't <laughs> too crazy in comparison to what you and I see a lot mm-hmm. so uh yeah I highly recommend it it's fun and it's on Hulu last time I checked. So
0: check it out. Very cool. I saw commercials for it before it aired. I thought it looked fun. Will Arnett obviously is really funny, but I wasn't really sure if it was going to be like different people every week. I didn't know what the setup was at all. So that's cool to know. And I looked up the finale piece while you were talking, um, and it's really cool. So definitely Google it if you haven't seen it. It looks really neat.
1: Yeah, I would suggest look up that one and then look up the peacock. <laughs> wow. Lego Master's peacock is also a very beautiful piece. If you're like into Lego sculptures, I feel like it's a very specific taste, I guess, but...
0: Oh my gosh, the peacock is amazing. Right? It is beautiful. Wow. Yeah, I mean, some people will hear Legos and think little kids. And yeah, that's true, but... This is, like, legit skills. And, I mean, even if you've walked around, like, downtown Disney, mm-hmm. you've seen those Lego sculptures, th- and that's mm-hmm. so cool. It's amazing what people do. I mean, it's it's art. It really is. Yeah. It's really neat. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing about Lego Masters. You're welcome. <laughs> I feel like that brought it's you- It's a fun show. Yeah, I think that brought you a lot of joy. <laughs> It really did. Like, I looked
1: forward to it every week. I'm just like, you know, you just need something, like, chill. And it kind of, like, I mean, I'll never be that good at Lego building, to be honest. But it kind of just brings me back to, oh, you remember whenever I used to play with Legos? And it kind of, like, wants me to get back into it, like, doing, you know, they have, like, the bigger models that you can make different things. Like I have a Steamboat Willie Lego set that's in my living room right now and stuff like that. It's like, those are really fun. They actually, I forgot to mention this. They actually have like a Lego tip or like educating people on like certain Lego pieces that maybe you don't know what it is or like what it's for. So that was a cool segment because like, obviously I've never worked with like motors and things like that. So they kind of talk about that. And talk about like what pieces you need to like make something like the bridge that would like hold so much weight. And they had like a skyscraper competition as well. So kind of like talking about those kinds of things. So that was really cool. It kind of like educates you, you know, a little bit on things you probably didn't know about Lego that they make.
0: Yeah, I like that they incorporated that. It's making me mm-hmm. want to find my Legos and play with them too. And I've never had like a Lego set, like a sculpture that you just build. I just had plain old Legos with some people that I would, I yeah. don't know, you could make your own kind of world or story with them. But I think it'd be really fun to assemble an actual piece. I think that'd be cool.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, moving on from... Our childhood toys of Legos to... I don't even know how to connect that to Big Brother other than your Big Brother stepping on your Lego creations, possibly. Oh, true. I don't know. I got nothing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're back at it talking about Big Brother. We had our bonus episode, um, which covered five evictions in 45 minutes, so check it (laughs) out if you
1: that's got to be some kind of record
0: definitely so um we just zoomed on through those but the last person that we had seen get get evicted was memphis and now we have another week's worth to catch up on i would say in the words of everyone on bb 14 we're getting down to the brass tacks that was their phrase wow And so, you know, there's four people left this week and it's not super thrilling. I feel like the end of a season of Big Brother is either like super exciting because you're just on edge or it's very predictable and you're just kind of waiting for things to happen. <laughs> and I think it's closer to the latter. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think you are correct. How did you feel about this past HOH Competition. King Caser's competition.
0: Yeah. You know, I I feel like everyone outside of the Big Brother House loves Caser and the people inside the Big Brother house are always like, Why do people love Caser? So I don't know <laughs> what we need to like show them. Yeah, that he's a great human. Yeah, I was excited to see Kaser again. Super interesting that they brought back that challenge. I, on any of these shows, I love when they bring back a vintage challenge, if you will. Yes. When it's an all-star season, like how on, was it on second chance on Survivor when they had like challenges from many of those players' previous seasons? Yeah, yeah. I like that a lot, too. Yeah, I think that's fun to kind of give people flashbacks or redeem themselves or just see how that plays out. But so that was really fun to see. I thought this was a kind of a weird challenge to do with only three people. Mm hmm. Yeah. Not sure why they did it. I know Enzo was getting a lot of hate from his fellow house guests about how he was playing in that he wasn't helping Cody go after Christmas. But I feel like you could also argue that Cody could have taken the same kind of path and not gone after Christmas either. And just seen how it played out and been selfish. So like, i was not upset with enzo for playing how he thought was best you know yeah same here i'm just kind of like
1: like i can understand where cody would be coming from being frustrated in that situation like feeling like his teammates leaving him out but i mean essentially this is a selfish game so i don't fault enzo at all for doing that i mean i'm pretty sure if the shoe is on the other foot. You know, Cody probably would have been like, oh, he's got this, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'll just take it for us yeah. or something.
0: I I know like, the heat of the moment gets to people and that's fine. But if you're on Big Brother, you're going to be selfish at some point. And if you never are, then I don't know why you're there. Good luck. Or, or, yeah, you're not going <laughs> to yeah. win. So it's just a given. This is not the real world. And they're not on a team.
1: <laughs> not really. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly.
0: Anyway, I wasn't upset, but
1: Yeah, that competition was weird like you said with three people it was a little different, but I thought it was interesting. Like I was intrigued to see people's strategy for that cuz that seems like a sh- very strategy, well obviously it is cuz it's chess basically. <laughs> but, you know, you're thinking three steps ahead. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, so Enzo ends up winning HOH, and I mean, there was a little bit of discussion. You know, Enzo brought up how Cody has never been nominated, and if he were to nominate Cody, then Enzo would have the only person in this season who's never been nominated. So he was kind of, like, debating that, talking to Christmas about, you know, I want to work with you, and she's saying, don't put me on the block, and and we'll figure this thing out. Really, other than that, I feel like nothing else really <laughs> happened that episode, really. Yeah, so not super surprising. Uh, Enzo nominated Christmas and Nicole, and seemed to be targeting Nicole wanting to get out the champion, as he says.
0: Now that we know, like, who won the veto, if he had put Cody up and then Cody won the veto, then all that would have done would just make Cody mad at Enzo and hurt Enzo's right. chances of getting to final two. So, yeah, it's a great boost on Cody's resume that he also has not been nominated, but that was not <laughs> worth the the risk, so.
1: Right. Exactly. And that's just one of those things, the nominations really don't even matter. Like, I know Christmas was upset about being put up, but either way, <laughs> you know, it really doesn't matter that much. Exactly.
0: Yeah, so in the Vito episode, there was a luxury competition, which was kind of funny. I liked how they reincorporated the BB comics and made a challenge out of that, even though it was just completely random. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> Yeah, It was really weird. I was like, why is this taking up, like, so much time? They really did drag it
0: out. I think it was because
1: there was nothing else to show. I know. I'm like, there is literally nothing going on in this house, I guess. So they had to create something. They're like, well, we've got, you know, $10,000 here in the corner. Let's just throw a competition (laughs) at them.
0: Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It did go on a while. So, oh, well, I'm glad, you know, Nicole got some money to help pay for that wedding true christmas was upset all week which i kind of get and we're in that that part of the show where i give everyone grace period because they've been locked in this house for more than 70 days so i i get you're probably going a little crazy but yeah she was not not thrilled um but they had the veto the hamster wheel I like that
1: competition.
0: I like that a lot, too.
1: I know they've had, like, different variations on it where it is mental, but there's an element of physical, which you can say sometimes that physicality can, like outweigh the mental aspect but I mean it was a tight race between Cody and Nicole there Mm -hmm. so obviously something that I think I felt like that competition was pretty good all things considered
0: I like those where it's a good blend of physical and mental because I feel like it gives people chances to catch up so yeah that was an entertaining one of course Cody won as he's been doing all season shocker yeah (laughs) taking the cake once again um and i will say when i watched when i was watching that competition I was a little bit relieved that he won the veto, mainly because I really wanted him to make it to the finale without having been nominated, because I just think that's really impressive. Yeah, definitely. If anyone can get there and have that on their resume, I think that's really cool. So I would probably want that for anybody if they're right there, because I would just be very upset if that were me and I almost made it. And it would have just sucked if it was by default and he had to go up, so... I was glad that that he won. Yeah.
1: He's been crushing it all season, as we've been saying. And, you know, it was a little, uh, I don't know. Personally, I didn't really foresee him um, evicting Nicole just because, you know, it seems understandable that he would get out the one person he doesn't have a final two with. However, you know, he did make a good point about loyalty cost him the game last time. So kind of like, well, that is a valid point. And Christmas did try very hard to throw Enzo a little bit under the bus and commit to take Cody to the final two. Um, Who knows if she would have actually done that, but it was worth a shot.
0: Yeah, I mean, Christmas has to go out fighting, as you should, so I can respect that. I'm sure Cody contemplated evicting Nicole, but I don't think... I think it was very slim chances that he would have done that just because of the relationship they've had for years now and the fact that they've been working together since day one. And she's been loyal to him, I just think. I mean, obviously, we saw it on BB16 with Derek. Like, he values loyalty a lot. And I don't know. I just, I didn't see him deciding, you know what? Let's go with Christmas. Sure. And I think that was a good game move. He has a good chance of Enzo or Nicole taking him. I was personally very happy to see Christmas go. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) As we have said this whole season, she was at the bottom of our list as far as favorites. So, I was glad that she did not make it to finale night this time around. Um, and I'm mm-hmm. super impressed that all three people in the finale have all made it to finale night before. I think that's really impressive.
1: Oh, yeah. that I mean, that that speaks to, I think, their gameplay that, you know, that's pretty impressive. All those people um, have made it to the finals. So, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, what did you think about the jury segment?
0: I liked everyone's reaction to Memphis.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> he just seems unbothered. Honestly, I'm like, you're not yeah. really upset. I whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you know, he's like, yeah, it was a blindside, but I'm here. You know, <laughs> he he seemed like he had a good time. I guess yeah. so. That's good for him.
0: I'm glad that he that he had fun. Playing the game. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed that. And during their deliberation about basically who's likely to win, mm-hmm. who's in there running. Or I've had the same thought David has had about, well, if Nicole gets to the final two, then she has a really good chance of winning just because basically y'all let a winner get to the finals. right? So I, I've had that thought. But at the same time, I also appreciated Danny, who I feel like is really good at separating the game from her friendships because she's really good friends with Nicole, but she is critical of her gameplay. Like, I respect that, and I feel like a lot of the jury members care a lot about the game and voting based on that, but I really appreciated her point that just because she's a winner and gets to the end doesn't necessarily mean anything. Like, you've got to take into account her gameplay the entire season. If she gets to the final two, I'm curious to see where people land with that, because I, I can kind of understand both sides. I would agree that it's Cody's game to lose, like Tyler said, but <laughs> I mean, I know we talked about would he get all the votes, and I'm gonna assume that Kevin is not gonna vote for him, just because he doesn't like him as a person.
1: Yeah, I kind of get that impression as well, and I'm the same as you. I, I, you know, it's possible. I mean, I think Nicole has to have some kind of credit, given there were only two winners in the entire season, and I mean... It's hard to find a target bigger than you've won this game before. So, you know, I think that in itself is worth mentioning. But yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing is absolute in Big Brother, absolutely not. So you can never really tell. And I mean, it's something who if someone takes out Cody, then that's gonna be a huge plus on their resume, which is what was mentioned by a few jurors that really, like you said, gets Cody's game to lose. And if somebody ends up clipping him at the end, then it's kinda hard to beat that move, especially literally the last eviction. Like <sighs> I don't really know what I would what I want to happen. Um, I like this final three, like I like these three people and I could, I could really see all three of them winning to some degree, but it's really hard. It's really hard (laughs) to see past all of Cody's competition wins and strategic moves and the amount of social like relationships he was able to develop. So it's kind of hard to see past that but like you said I mean I was kind of pretty like I've just been wondering is Cody gonna be the first person to play a perfect game not being nominated and getting every single jury vote but yeah that may not be possible. Which, I mean, that's not something he can really control. And that's just one of those, it's just part of the game. It's just one of those things.
0: Just as a fan, I would love to see that happen, especially on an all-star season. Right, yeah. First of all, I really like the final three as well. It's rare, I think, that I could theoretically pull for any of the three. So... That's nice. Like, if any of them win, I'll be fine with that. But I would say at this point in time, I am pulling for Cody the most. And I think it's, I mean, I've always liked Cody. I liked him on Big Brother 16, but I just feel like it's really hard, like you said, to argue with his competition wins and his social game. And it's just almost unfathomable to me that he's never even been a topic of conversation as far as should we nominate him.
1: As a serious, right, as a serious nomination. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, you've had people saying, yeah, we got to start, you know, Tyler was like, I'm going to have to go after him. Christmas kind of wanted to, but it was never people that had, the power or the opportunity or the people to go after him. And that's very impressive. And, you know, maybe it's... This is not a perfect comparison. And I know it sounds like I am saying this because they're a duo. So, I'm not comparing him to Derek as a player equally. But I'm comparing their game in that... And this is if Cody can get to the final two. And, I guess, win. <laughs> but... For both of them, they were pulling so many strings, and people kind of knew that, but they didn't ever go after them. Like, Derek also was never nominated, never or never on the block, and that's amazing.
1: Yeah, it is. <laughs> and, and,
0: like, it spoke to his relationships that, you know, Cody brought him to the end. So, all that to say... I'm curious, like, if Cody doesn't win the final HOH and someone takes him and he wins, it's kind of a full circle moment for him. That's true. As a fan, I think that would be cool. But also... If we are going to compare that, you add Cody's competition wins to that, which would make him a very public threat, not just a behind the scenes like doing stuff. So that's in True, a way. Yeah, not as undercover. Yes. <laughs> so that's very impressive too. And, you know, there are a lot of variables like Cody was playing with all stars, Derek wasn't, but Cody. This was his second time around, and that was Derek's first time. So, you know, it's not a perfect comparison. But, yeah, I I don't know. But at the same time, it'd be very impressive if Nicole could be the first two-time winner. Dan almost did it couldn't do it because he made everybody mad I don't know if she won I think it would be a very close vote let's say it's Enzo and Nicole I don't know what the odds of that duo are but I think that'd be a really close close vote Yeah,
1: that's true. I feel like we don't really have a clear read on what the jury thinks about Nicole. I mean, Devon mentioned that I think she kind of rubbed people the wrong way in some degree, but... I don't know if that was more so her experience with, um, Nicole and, you know, trying to pin the, the Ian vote on David. So I don't really, I feel like we don't really have a grasp of how they feel just yet. Unlike Cody, for example, who seems to be the MVP of the house, which understandable, but yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. If, um, it's Nicole and Enzo. Yeah. I, I feel like it would be a pretty tight race. So she may be banking on Davon's vote if that were the case.
0: True. Eh, Which would be another deja vu moment. Right. And I definitely, I don't want to count Enzo out because really, since early on in the season, I have been impressed with his game. I mean, also, he has not been nominated, which is impressive. And he, yeah, he won the first veto, didn't he? Mm hmm. And then he's won some other competitions here and there. It's, I feel like maybe because it's been a while, people are acting like he's just been riding Cody's coattails. And I don't think that's the case at all. I feel like Enzo has had input and had to make decisions. So I feel like you can kind of twist it in your favor however you need to. But he could have voted Nicole out and made Cody mad and he didn't. And he had to make that decision quickly so I just don't think it's fair to him to say he's just been tagging along because I haven't gotten that impression and I have just been impressed that he hasn't been a target and he was always in with everybody but he was not in the committee but he also wasn't the committee's target and yeah they had the slick six but that was pretty short-lived and I don't know I just thought he put himself in a good position and to me it's almost more impressive when you're outside of the big alliance but you have such good relationships with everyone that you can make it to the end without a big group getting you there that's true that's a good point yeah he definitely has
1: a reason to win I think for sure like I think he has a lot of friends in the jury and he has a good story about his big brother time. I love that he's older Mm -hmm. and he was able to connect with everyone, especially having two kids, you know, is a good motivating factor for him and, um seeing his video from his children was absolutely adorable yeah. so yeah I think it's you know all things considered this final three I feel is pretty good so yeah we'll see what happens we got less than a week till the finale so I
0: know it's
1: really exciting it's
0: been a long journey to get here but we're here
1: I think that every single season <laughs> I'm like wow Do you remember when this season started? I know.
0: (laughs) I mean, seriously. And imagine how intensified that is inside the house. If it feels long for us, it's got to feel long for them, too. Most definitely. I mean, when the first episode aired, we had not even recorded a podcast yet, so...
1: Wow, that is saying something.
0: Uh, Yeah. Yeah, time is a funny thing, but I'm super excited to see the outcome. And I think we're going to have a good outcome no matter what. And it's going to be a fight and everybody has a reason to win. So that's really exciting. Oh, yeah, definitely. Next week, we will be doing a special episode dedicated to the finale so that we can talk it out and give our final thoughts on the ending. And hopefully we will be happy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's a toss we up. shall you see yeah it really is Vote <laughs> for america's favorite who do you want to win america's
1: favorite player that's hard to say it's really hard i mean i have like my favorites mm-hmm. i've seen a lot of people campaigning for Devon, which i would be very happy with her winning i think she's deserved it for sure this season and i just really love ian i know he's great i know Those are probably my top two who I will be voting for.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I need them to get some votes. What about you? I know. It's really hard because I feel like there are multiple people I'd be happy to win. (sighs) I guess it's very unrealistic that someone who went home before jury would win, but, true, I would love to see Kaser do it just to kind of stick it in these people's faces one last time that America (laughs) loves him, okay? (laughs) Sorry about it
1: that's very true he he is great and that would be really fun it would be
0: really fun um but if that's unlikely i would also probably pick dave because i think it'd be cool to have someone who's already won win it again Mm -hmm. and just to like re re re-encourage you you still are america's favorite (laughs) you still are gold I have liked her in the past for sure, but I liked her more than I ever have this season. Can't say that for everyone. <laughs> for sure, no, but there are a lot that I would be happy to see when I'm not, I don't, maybe it could be one of the final three. We'll see.
1: Yeah, I think, I feel like it's going to be a pretty tight race between a lot of people because mm-hmm. there are some big fans out there of pretty much all of these people.
0: I know. And on an all-star season, it's kind of hard to not vote for people that I like. I'm taking in every season into account, not just like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate your support.
1: And um, please subscribe, share, review, rate, all that good stuff. Connect with us on social media. And I'm Anna. I'm Callan. In the words of Will Arnett, please turn in your minifigs and say goodbye mm